Welcome back, Dynasty lovers, to another episode of the Dynasty Interview Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Adrian, with my co-host, Scott Martin. Well, Scotty, we got some landing spots. And yes. when we got landing spots, we do mock drafts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. You know, I think we have to stop watching the draft at your house because the first day of the draft is like punishment. It's supposed to be fun, but it's just demoralizing. It's like three years in a row. Um, thank God day two uh, saved the draft. Definitely uh, saved And it, yeah. uh, day three was pretty solid too. So, uh, But man, oh man, I can't wait to get your thoughts on this mock draft because, man, oh man, looking at my board, like everything is super, super tight. And I don't know who to, I really don't know who I'm going to pick. Like it's going to be team specific for sure for me. Um, so gosh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what you got to say. Yeah. Well, like, well, getting back to the draft, like, uh, each year, these past two years, we had to sacrifice a wide receiver to Lamar Jackson. And we <laughs> sacrificed a good one. Great. Yeah. yeah one of the, one of the, the higher ranked ones in, uh, our film scores. Um, and, uh, yeah, but the, then, then doing the mock, like the mock drafts and preparing for this, then, um, it was tough. It was tough. I spent a long time just staring at the paper, staring at the landing spots, uh, trying to decide where I wanted to go. And uh, we'll, we'll delve into it pretty good here with the uh, with this uh, draft here. But uh, uh, it's not set in stone. And it's uh, it's it's I think I've come down to you have three options in this draft. So one is you trade up, try to get these top tier guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, by top tier, I'm, I'm to me, there's there's uh, four players. So the top four picks. The other option is just trading out of it, just getting out, getting yep. out of this draft. Then picking up veterans, picking up uh, future picks in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. And the third option, uh, which is most fun in draft time, is the shotgun approach here. So <laughs> you probably want more of a, a bird shot then. So you have like a hundred pellets and you just shoot at the shoot at the draft board and Hope you hit something, something you like and that it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's there. There is a lot of guys that could do something, have a possibility to do something, mm-hmm. but the uh, the reliability and the hit rate I think is going to be significantly lower than at least the past two drafts. Then I know we've been covering in the drafts here for the last three year, three four years. Mm-hmm. Then, and I feel the least confident as far as uh, guys like. And usually, usually you start seeing this, I think two years ago, you felt comfortable even into the middle of the second round, which is really good. Last year, it was sort of towards the the early second round uh, that you start seeing that that fall off then. And this year, you, you feel uncomfortable. I think even after the first four picks, first yeah. definitely after the first six picks. It's, well, the, I mean, the problem yeah. is, I mean, looking at my board from like pick six to, I mean early second round, all these guys are pretty much the same value in my eyes. So you got to love somebody. And then after that, it's just, uh, yeah. And I think we did an, we did an elite scouting this year. I, I, our, our film study Mm -hmm. almost lined up perfectly with the NFL draft as far as where they're picked, uh, what the value is seen. Um, we, we, I think we have a few, a few guys like, uh, 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 Tyler Scott maybe went a little bit later than we thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Tucker was undrafted, but 
apparently has a heart condition then that uh, we did not know about then. Yep. And uh, I think like oh my wide receiver board Xavier Hutchinson maybe was drafted farther down than I thought he was, but he was still drafted. And but and then landing spots the other thing you have to consider here. So uh, one guy took a huge hit. Like I was picturing him maybe in that top uh, number four pick then maybe uh, four to six range then. Uh, now I have him in the second round just because. Yeah, well, of let's be honest. There's one team that screwed us all, other than the <laughs> Ravens, and it was the Dagon Sea Chickens. Yeah, uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, he is. He hates he is fantasy like my, football. He, he hates, hates fantasy football, and uh, I, I hate Pete Carroll. <laughs> uh, ever since he was up, ever since they did an onside kick against my Bills uh, when they were up by like 21 points. Uh, I, I've, I've hated that man. So I, <laughs> and he keeps on, he keeps on kicking me low. He goes for the low blows and uh, by getting me in fantasy now. So uh, it's so, I, I think the best thing we do is just get started on this, uh, yep, this draft let's here. Let's do it. So without further ado, we begin the 2023. So we're doing a one QB league, 12 team, half point PPR mock draft then. So, uh, I think that the uh, the order we always go into is uh, mm-hmm. Scotty gets the first pick, mm-hmm. I'll do the second mm-hmm. pick, and we'll uh, switch off here and then go down the board and talk about these players and talk about landing spots, talk about what we see going forward then and uh, why we draft him at this position then. So, uh, Scotty, you got the easy one. Yep. So I'm glad that you gave me the honors because I'm you know ecstatic to be able to take Bijan here. He's top tier of the class. Um, he. Honestly, the way that the veteran running, uh, you know, veteran running back uh, is sort of falling off in the NFL, um, and then the level of young guys that just have underperformed or not performed, Bijan could be a top five running back next year. Um, that's crazy to think, but I think in like startup drafts, he's he's going to be a first round pick uh, as well, which is just insane. So at one one, Bijan is a slam dunk. Atlanta's going to be a good spot. He's yeah. I mean, I know you got uh, you got a little bit of competition there, but I, I think he's going to you know be a the three down back. He's going to get spelled some, uh, especially on early downs. Um, but he's going to thrive in just every role and and just be an elite fantasy option for the next you know five years or so or longer. Um, so he's the easy pick. Uh, he's the number one pick in every league. I don't care if it's super flex. I don't care what it is. He's the guy. Yeah, he's he's across the board. Any any league, super flex, yep. single single uh, single QB, uh, tight end, super flex, uh, all of them. Then and like I said, yeah, the landing spot I thought was pretty good. Arthur Smith loves to run the ball. Then yep, uh, they have a pretty good offensive line. They have a good tight end. They have a good wide receiver. Take some pressure off of uh, Bijan. Then so they can't necessarily stack the boxes, but they're probably going to stack the boxes because the uh, I think their biggest weakness. On offense is obviously the quarterback, and I think they ultimately are going yep. to uh, have a high draft pick next year, and they're going to um, upgrade that quarterback in uh, 2024. Then, so, uh, um, but but Bijan, it's an yeah, easy pick here. Uh, yeah. I, I like barring, that. barring injury, I bet he finishes as a you know RB one this year. Yeah, and I think he's he's definitely going to get the spelled at times then, but he should have a 70 percent workload in the offense then. Yep, um, I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. But Bijan, easy pick here. Number two is where the, the fun starts, where the uh, question marks start then. So I'm actually keeping my pre-draft uh, 102 uh, the same as the post-draft. But I was not happy with the landing spot then. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going with Jameer Gibbs 
and uh, got drafted by the Detroit Lions then um, at, uh, what was it, pick 112 then. So I was shocked by this pick. I looked at you afterwards yep. and just said, why? Yep. And every minute I just kept going, why? Yep. What's the point of this? Why? You know, I, I, they, I, I can't understand why would you spend such a high pick on a running back that you don't need. Yeah. And you have so many holes that you need, yeah. you know, more than running back. Um, I love Gibbs, but that that draft value is insane. Yeah, and I, I could have seen it if maybe they didn't sign David Montgomery Montgomery yeah. yep. to this three year contract for decent money for a running back. Because um, I, it's obvious they don't like they don't like um, a Swift at all. Then they trade him to the Eagles, so uh, uh, win for the Eagles there. Yep, um, but. Uh, uh, and we ultimately we thought that uh, Gibbs, I mean uh, Swift was ultimately going to get traded. Then, oh, so it, it's not a it wasn't terrible in the end then. But I just it, it didn't make sense then. I would rather have Gibbs uh, going somewhere else. Ideally, in my mind, it would have been great to see him go to like say the the Broncos and being us uh, working in with uh, 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 Williams then and uh, Sean Payton using like that Kamara back in Mark Ingram type role. That was like my ideal landing spot in my head then. Um, but. Uh, yeah, but Jameer Gibbs going there, like I said, I still have him here because I believe in the talent. I think he's a special player. He's uh, one, of the, one of the elite guys in this draft class then. Uh, he is going to be a, a, a monster in the passing game. But the thing is, David Montgomery's not bad in the passing game either. So that's another reason why I'm like, why? Like, why? It's, it's I, not I think like it's what you're going to see is Montgomery is going to be the early down back. He's going to get most of the goal line carries. And Jamar Gibbs is literally going to play the swift role. And they don't like these type of running backs, which is extremely weird how that they, why they went and drafted basically a DeAndre Swift type guy. Maybe he's a little more explosive maybe, but that's yeah. basically what you're getting. And it, somebody who's maybe a little less physical and is probably going to get banged up more than Swift did. So yeah, it's just they, weird. They, just weird. Swift durability was the, I think, one of the major issues then. Well, Swift and is I, now a top seven, top eight running back. I mean, uh, unless he gets unless he gets sniped by all these Hurts touchdowns, he's yeah, he's he's an he's RB one again. This is in, it's insane that you gave up, you gave him up. That that just it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, but like I said, Detroit, they they're a, a lost cause. Yeah, but like I said, I still I still believe in the talent, and especially in this draft class, it wasn't going to uh, kill Jameer Gibbs. So I feel comfortable taking him at the uh, one hundred two, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll just sort of. Roll with it then, because yeah, it makes uh, you more comfortable now that some of that competition's gone. Now that Swift is gone, because you just didn't you expected Gibbs to get the carries over him, but you just didn't want to have to deal with a three headed, you know, running back. So yeah, and uh, the ho- the hope is maybe they can get uh, Gibbs in the the slot uh, and uh, run Montgomery and him at the same time then too. Um, and and with Dan Campbell, uh, he mm-hmm. was he was in uh, what was it New Orleans then when. Uh, uh, they had uh, Kamara and Sean Payton then, so hopefully he has ideas or uh, uh, things planned for you got Gibbs. To. You take a running back type role. You take a so running back. That's the other thing I thought about as far as going forward with, with Gibbs then. So I, I think they have a plan for him and a hopeful for that. Uh, so I'm, I'm very comfortable with him at the uh, 102 here, especially in this draft class. Yep, that's a solid pick. I think those two picks are so, like really solid for me. I don't envision, uh, you know, in Superflex obviously. Things are different, but in, you know, half point PPR, PPR leagues, that's, that's my order. Uh, 
pick three is where the fun starts, really, for me. Um, the problem is you have guys who are good that got I, horrible I'm landing so excited spots, for this pick. and I, you I got guys who are still good but not great, and they got better landing spots. So I'm taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, okay. I think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is really going to you know, still be able to, to get out there on the field. Um, it might not be early on. It might be later in the year, and it might be next year. But his talent is elite, um, and he's going to be a just dynamite slot guy uh, that's going to be able to pair with Metcalf really, you know, really well. I think that the Seahawks probably aren't going to be that good, and they're probably going to be, you know, probably going to be drafting a uh, quarterback high in the next draft. And uh, hopefully, the team looks better because I, I just. I'm not a fan of Geno Smith. Um, he's good. I mean, he's good enough for fantasy, um, you know, uh, but he's not a, he's not somebody who's going to support two wide receivers and definitely not three wide receivers. So that makes this pick really hard. Um, but I'm sticking with my numbers. Um, he's, he's my top rated wide receiver and I'm sticking with it. Yeah. And the other thing about Seattle is they love to run the ball too. So, yep. What's the volume well, going to be? Well, I can't wait to hear when you talk about that. <laughs> well, that 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 that's my ultimate dropper. Carry on. <laughs> um, but I, I agree with you. I think Town alone, then, and uh, he's he, uh, head and shoulders above all the other wide receivers in this class. Then, yep. And I, ha- I had uh, JSN at the one hundred three as well. Then too, uh, I. I am hesitant about what the production is going to be this year. Yep. But I think. Uh, Probably Lockett's gone in 2024 then. Yeah. Uh, it's a preemptive move here. Uh, they're getting the best receiver in the class then. And uh, it's he's he's a different player than than DK Metcalf too. DK Metcalf is going to mm-hmm. stretch the field then, uh, be that more power, physical guy kind of guy then. And uh, Jackson Smith's going to be in the slot and uh, working the underneath routes then and uh, being a, a sort of PPR type monster then. So I'm very comfortable with him here, uh, uh, especially in this class. Like I said, I, he's – I, I I didn't like the landing spot. I didn't like the initial reaction, but uh, I came to, and uh, I think we ultimately see in the same same realm of things here at the 103. Then, so yeah, and, Jackson Smith. and I've heard multiple outlets saying Lockett is on cut watch, which to me just sounds absurd. Um, but uh, I hope they don't cut him. I, I mean, he he's a, still an excellent player, uh, but uh, that would definitely help. Uh, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba's value, but uh, I I I'm hoping they keep Lockett for at least yeah. another year. I'm not sure what the uh, the cap situation is for the Seahawks. Then um, I don't think they're too terrible. They're not paying a ton to Geno Smith. Then, uh, but I think they should roll with the all three of them this year if you're a Seahawks fan. But uh, yep, I'm not the GM there. I didn't make those crazy picks that they made. Um, but uh, so moving on to the 104. I can't wait to hear this one. So I am. The way I've done I've done this, I said there's four elite players in this draft class then, and I st- I'm sticking to that then. So this is a un- very unorthodox move for me. Mm, I know where you're going. I don't I don't like drafting these guys in the first round. There's only one other time I've given a a tight end a necessarily a first round grade in your rookie drafts then, and that was Kyle Pitts. And the closest guy in all the years we've been scouting then, uh, the closest guy or the guy that has even 
anywhere near Kyle Pitts as far as his film score is Dalton Kincaid then. And I, I absolutely loved him. I, I threw up the, uh, where was it at here? I threw up the hearts, I believe, mm-hmm. when we were, we were talking about him then. Um, and uh, he is he is one of the four elite guys in this draft then. And uh, he went to the Bills. He was picked in the first round. Uh, was it pick um, 20, the 25th pick in the first round? Uh, they traded up for him then. Uh, they have a very good tight end already then. So a, a tight end one in in, in the uh, in your uh, uh, fantasy drafts then or fantasy leagues then. But uh, I think Dalton Kincaid offers something else in addition to what Doc Knox already uh, presents to your team then. Yeah, and I think um, the early reports, you know, in the you know post draft press conferences, you got to love what you're hearing if you're if you're in on Kincaid. Um, because they're talking about using him strictly as a receiving option um, and really letting Knox be more of that blocking tight end. Uh, so that stinks for all the Knox owners, but uh, Kincaid, I think, essentially is you know, serving as their wide receiver too. <laughs> yeah, so, so they, uh, apparently uh, the, the word on the street or the rumors were they were eyeing Addison as their, yeah. their top pick at wide receiver then. And then once, once he went off the board then, um, then they started uh, talking about trading up for uh, Kincaid then, and they uh, jumped Dallas. There, there's talk that Dallas wasn't really going for a tight end, but uh, the look on their faces after that pick. Man, um, they were absolutely drafting Kincaid, 100%. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, yeah, but Kincaid, they, they talk about using him in the slot then. They're talking about actually using uh, a 12 personnel, so two tight ends on the field uh, a lot of the times then just to sort of keep the defense in their uh, unbalanced sets then. And uh, he's he's going to be more of the receiving option then. So Dawson Knox is a very good blocker. So he's going to get more of the blocking duties. And I think Kincaid's going to be that mismatch then. And uh, Allen apparently, uh, Josh Allen is apparently very stoked and uh, thrilled to get Kincaid then. He was blowing up uh, Brandon Bean's phone then too. So uh, GM then. So I, I think this is a a very good pick then. And he's a guy that's that has the possibility to take that tight end position on your team to the next level. And uh, especially in this draft class, I'm all for it at the fourth pick then. I, it's definitely a little high for a tight end then, but this is not your typical tight end then. He's more of that move tight end then. That's going to put up those fantasy points that we like. And uh, like I said, I, it, he's one of those four elite talents that I have for this uh, draft class then. So Don Kincaid at 104. So at the fourth pick, I would have taken Don Kincaid. Oh, you, you, you would have too? Yep, I would have taken him. <laughs> And the reason is so we're, in, we're a, in a <laughs> in a league where you have basically one tight end that's putting up production, you got a few that have some upside uh, that are you feel good about but not great about. And I'm going to make a prediction. I think Dalton Kincaid is a top half tight end one next year. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. I think he's their As second best fan, receiving option. And a Dalton Kincaid owner in the future. I hope so too. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so who, who do you got at 105? Uh Jordan Addison. Easy. Best landing spot uh among the wide receivers, in my opinion. Um, um he is going to immediately get production in Minnesota. Um, and I really think he's going to benefit uh, you know, from uh Justin Jefferson sort of being the focal point of that offense, and he's just going to absorb a lot of targets in the slot. I mean, there were a lot of games where the wide receiver two for Minnesota 
was super productive last year. And he is, he is, he had special talent just on with my film score. But when you mix that with just a beautiful landing spot, um, I, I just, I love him here at pick five. I feel very solid with the top five, um, that we've, you know, that we've said. And I know Kirk Cousins, I don't know how many years he's got left, but man, he's full steam ahead with Kirk Cousins this year. And, and, you know, for the next couple of years, um, he's got so many weapons around him. He's just going to, I mean, he's, he's a top six QB, no matter what. Um, so definitely love Jordan Addison. Yeah. I don't know if Kirk Cousins is a top six. He doesn't have that running things to fall back yeah, on. It that. doesn't matter. He's going to, he's a locked in easy QB one. And with all these weapons, well, he's, he's, and, a, he's a back in QB one. And I, I, I think he's got top six potential this year. Well, we'll see how Addison translates to the NFL. Then he looks his size is the main issue. Then I, I am, I'm uh, definitely going pick for pick with you here. Then I agree with Jordan Addison at one Oh five. Then I think uh, the Vikings, I, you don't never you never want a wide receiver at this high in the draft. That's not going to be necessarily the number one option on their team then. Uh, but the Vikings have shown year in and year out then that they can support two wide receivers. So they have – they did Diggs and Thielen in the past then. They had done Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson. And now they're probably going to do uh, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison then. Um, but uh, it, you, you worry about the size. It's not the ideal necessarily uh, prospect physically then. But he's going to be working the slide. He's going to be protected that way. And uh, Kirk Cousins is a very accurate quarterback then. Uh, help things out, and Jordan Addison is a, a very good route runner then too. So um, it's it's gonna he's probably the guy that's gonna have the earliest and uh, best production. Um, I don't know if he has the highest ceiling then, but uh, uh, definitely a good pick here at 105. Then so cannot yep. argue with that then. And the, and the Vikings, uh, their defense. They, I didn't see that they didn't really do much on their defense that I was at least in the early rounds that I saw. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're gonna be throwing the ball a lot then. And they threw at a very high rate last year. And if they get rid of Dalvin Cook, uh, they're going to be throwing even more then. So yeah, I think if Cook yeah. was going to be gone, he would have already been gone. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I think he's probably going to stay, but I don't think that really matters for Addison. I, I I really think that you know, skies. He you you mentioned the early production. It's Bijan and Addison. Like those are the only mm-hmm. two that I feel confident about early production. Kincaid and Kincaid is tied in top, top six. Um, but <laughs> but other than that, like I don't feel good about anybody else with early production. Yep. So uh, pick one hundred six then. Yep. I I, I think I, I have the, I have all the difficult ones. You know, so, but, I I guarantee you that I don't think there's any way you have who I have at six. Yeah. So at at six, I am going with uh, a guy that's got a pretty good score on my film score and uh he actually uh had but he had question marks as far as his hands then and uh you don't necessarily want that in the wide receiver then but uh he got first round draft capital he's paired up with a a very uh, excellent quarterback then and uh he's in a wide receiving core where there's already two pretty good options then but uh uh, they, they talked about moving on from one of them earlier this year. I think they're going to keep him this year, but uh, uh, likely going to be moving on from this guy later on. But uh, I'm going with uh, Quentin Johnston uh, with the Chargers then. So you got Justin really? Herbert. Yep. I'm uh, I'm going with Quentin Johnston. Like I said, the, the first round draft capital sort of... Uh, well, this, go with is, it. this is a definite debate here. So where do you well, see I'll, him fitting in, in his my, offense? My, 
Yeah. Look, my, my, go ahead. Go ahead. My views here first. So, like I said, okay. yeah, Justin Herbert. You can't argue with that. Um, you, you have. I always look to for these early guys to make sure they have a very good quarterback and it's going to give them the ball easily then. And like I said, you have the yeah Mike Williams and you have Keenan Allen. But uh, there's been talk about moving on to Keenan Allen for the past uh, year plus now. And I think ultimately he's going to assume that uh, uh, number one or two role. And uh, Quentin Johnson, Johnston probably has the highest floor, a uh, high ceiling then of all these wide receivers in this class. Then he's that guy that can be actually be a true number one then. And uh, he's very good uh, after the catch. Then uh, he has a very good speed, a very good uh, power after the catch then. And I think if he can sort of refine his contested catches and eliminate some of those, uh, higher drop rates, then I think he has uh, the world's potential then. So I'm going here, and I'm, I'm more comfortable taking him at 106 here than, than uh, up in the high end of the first round um, because it, it, more uh, less risk-averse early in the early in the first round. I'm usually less risk-averse at the 106, but in this class, I'm willing to take that risk. And like I said, I like I like the landing spot overall. I didn't like it when I first heard it, but uh, I talked myself into it sort of like a lot of these other guys then too. So that's my reasoning for Quentin Johnston here at the 106. Johnston's way down my board, like in at the end of the first round. And I, see, what I don't understand is Quentin Johnston is not Keenan Allen. He's not that type of receiver. Mm-hmm. He's Mike no. Williams. He's a Mike Williams type of receiver, but just not as athletic. He's yeah. better after the catch. But, I mean, he's – I don't see him being a perfect fit in this offense. I just – not with Mike Williams there, and didn't they just pay him money? Like they just extended him like last year. So I just well, I, I don't I see the fit. I think he's better. He's not. No one's as good. No one. Uh, Mike Williams and definitely not Quentin Johnston are uh, great route runners as Keenan Allen. But I think Quentin Johnston is better, sort of across the middle then um, than Mike Williams, and I think that's somewhere he can excel at. Then I, I liked his sort of crossing routes when I saw him on film then. So I think his his. His routes aren't that bad, but like I said, it's not Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Yeah, I understand the draft capital. I understand that if you're looking at it without looking at the film, then how he would be an easy pick here. But when you watch the film, I just don't see it translating and fitting with what they have because they're not getting rid of Mike Williams. And Keenan Allen is the guy who can, you know, get get loose underneath. And you got, uh, you know, Palmer there that's kind of that guy too. I, I just... I don't, I don't, Palmer's, I don't see early Palmer's production. Good. Just, a, just a guy. He's yeah, I, I agree. But Quentin Johnston's not the guy that's going to be able to get loose underneath, and and he's not a great route runner. So I just don't, I don't see it. I'm, I'm, I'm out on Johnston. He's yeah, way I'm, down I'm going my board. Up with the, I said I, I've liked the potential, and uh, he, I think, like I said, I think he has the highest ceiling. So I'm going more ceiling here uh, versus that. He definitely has, definitely has a high risk. High risk and lower floor. Yep. Um, but uh, that's where I'm going at that. That's pick then. Well, I tell you where. So I said, it was, it's not. It's not an easy pick. So like, no. I mean, what, what do you have at 107 then? Well, I tell you who I would have took at six. Kendra well, Miller. Obviously, obviously, that's gonna be the 107 then. Yeah, I'm taking Kendra <laughs> Miller. You got a guy who's at least probably for the first half of the year is probably gonna get a good bulk of carries. Um, I think he can beat Jamal Williams out. I, I I could see him being the lead back for the first six weeks. Um, and if, if that's, you know, assuming Kamara gets suspended for six weeks and regardless, even if Kamara's there, I think that there's a chance where it's almost a split backfield. Um, and I loved Kendra Miller's film 
Um, he's mm-hmm. easily the third best back um, in this class, especially now after the landing spots. Um, it would have been definitely debatable before. Um, but man, with you know really needing running backs uh, in this league and uh, the way that things have sort of shook out with all the veterans becoming you know sort of towards the end of their careers and just not a lot of good young guys, Kendra Miller has an opportunity to be a really solid running back and. For me, I would have taken him over Johnston, no problem. I don't know if other people have Kendra Miller this high, but that's where I got him. So that was definitely one of my great debates then. I was thinking about him as high as 105. Yeah. I thought about him 106. I ultimately have him at Kendra Miller at, at 109 then. Okay. Um, like, cause it, it's, I think he also has a higher risk as well then too. And he doesn't have the same draft capital as uh, as Quentin Johnston, so he's a, a, a eighth pick in the third round. Then, well, Quentin Johnston is the end of the first. Then, I so that was the ultimate. Four, the, the, I four think they, wide they receivers have to work him in. Then, yeah, I have four wide receivers above Johnston. Well, yeah, it's it's like that tier. After, oh, everyone, every, they're all in the same tier. Yeah, and it's all, all the same personal tier. preference. Then it's all personal yep. preference and how you want to how you want to go with it. There's a lot safer guys there. But there's lower ceilings then. And I, I chose ceiling with Quinton Johnston then. But I agree. Kendrick Miller, I love him. He's my third back on the list here then. Uh, he is I, I, another guy that I, I, I want to get a, at least a few shares of because I, I love his his talent. I love his ceiling then. I think he's a can be a complete back in this league then. But I, in a, I wish he would, if he was second round, I probably would have taken him at 106 then. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's, the it's, thing it's is, like, early third, you know, early third round, which is pretty good. But uh, yeah, but you know, like said, that's is, what was my deciding point then uh, with with the uh, Quentin Johnson versus Kendrick Miller. Then, but I like, I, I really like Kendrick Miller, and I, I I'm not going to argue with your pick here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, Kamara is probably going to get suspended, and even if he doesn't, I still think it's it's definitely high enough that they really value Miller, um, and I, I I feel pretty good about it. But like I said, I I like Kendrick Miller, but there is the there's, this this draft is very risk risky. Yep. So uh, all these next said, few picks are risky. Trade that's up, why take the running back or shotgun it. <laughs> yep. So uh, so moving on to pick one hundred eight then. So this is a guy I I, I surprised me and I liked a lot uh, in the film film study. I, I knew nothing about him, and uh, he was going. You do like pre-draft mock drafts in, in sleeper. And he was, you could get him in the fifth round easy, <laughs> but now he's going in the first and I, I'm, I'm picking Jonathan Mingo. I know you were the one there. 108. <laughs> so, uh, so Jonathan Mingo, I, I was hoping he would uh, slide down the boards a little bit, but he got picked. Uh, he was the, actually the fifth receiver off the board. The eighth pick in the second round by the Panthers, and uh, he's he's one of these bigger guys. He has that chance to be a true number one wide receiver. Then uh, I thought he was a decent route runner. I thought he had good hands. I thought he had uh, a good after the catch. He played inside, played outside. Then, and I think he's just underutilized at Ole Miss. Then, um, and he well, he has to deal with uh, Old Man Thielen, and he's got DJ Shark as his competition. Then, so there's a path that he could slide into that number one role with the Panthers, especially with this higher draft capital in uh, 2024 then. And uh, like I said, I I see the that the path here, 
I feel like a broken record. Risk, risk versus reward here. So the, the risk is high. The reward is high then too. And uh, like I said, I, I like the film study. I like the player. I like the measurables. I'm going with uh, Jonathan Mingo here at, at 108 then. Now, I liked Mingo in honor film score, and I was just within a, a point or two of you. But in my opinion, I just, I don't think he is a superstar. And when you're taking him here, you're, you're, you're taking him over guys with a lot of talent. Um, I, I really am, do not have Mingo up this high. I know you love Mingo, yeah, but I'm a Mingo I, fan. I don't have Mingo up here. I, I think that this is, that's a bit, that's the biggest reach. Yeah. I, I had um, him at 107 on my, my board. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the guy on arguably the best offense in football and got pretty solid second round draft capital and they don't have this kind of receiver. Mahomes has never had this receiver. I'm taking Rashi Rice. He is the guy with the biggest ceiling in this class at the wide receiver position. It's not a great floor. I mean, the floor is, is low, but Mahomes does not have this type of guy. And I man, he could he could literally be their wide receiver one option. Um, I mean, I know you're losing a lot of you know targets to uh, to Kelsey, but this guy has the opportunity to be something that they have never had. Um, I don't know why Rashi Rice is not getting super big, super big, uh, you know, hype right now. Um, I'm pumped if I'm getting him at pick nine. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> this draft class is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Rashi Rice then had one year of production at uh, SMU. And I was reading like some some scouts were like, yeah, I, li- I, I like him, but he's not as good as uh, Gray last year. <laughs> and he gets drafted higher than Gray, so mm-hmm. he, he was the twenty uh, fourth pick in the second round to the Chiefs. Then, and uh, we liked what we saw in the film here. I, I had Mingo had a better score than him, but he was he was close. He was actually in that he was that third fourth tier. Um, I had Mingo a tier above, but the, he was very close then. And I, I like I like Rashi Rice, and I was debating whether to put him higher up like this or not, then I ultimately had him mm-hmm. uh, down in the early second then. Um, but I could, I, I see what you see. And, and any, and we saw this last year with Sky Moore. So uh, the chance to team up with Patrick Mahomes, then um, you have an elite quarterback. You had the best offense in, in the, in the league. Then you have openings on the outside. Then like who, who's their outside guys? MVS. Yeah, he's their guy, and that's what maybe I'm Tony, saying. Tony goes we, out there maybe once in a we, while. Then. We thought, I'm not sure Scott they plan for Sky mm-hmm. Moore out there. Well, we thought um, but, Sky Moore was going to be able to absorb a lot of like underneath targets and be an option sort of uh, instead of Kelsey. But, I mean, that didn't really happen, and they don't got this kind of guy that can sort of somewhat stretch the field and play outside. And I, Yeah. I Yeah, so it's another <laughs> risky pick. Yep, but <laughs> I mean, there's but, a couple like, so wide receivers. I, I'm not gonna fault you for it. Yeah, it's it's. I I thought about it. I thought about putting him up higher. I'm not gonna put him at the uh, the 109 here, but uh, I, I, you do you. You do you. I, I, I have four I, guys a, that I had higher valued, way higher valued than Rashi Rice. Um, but landing spot is a very humbling thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's the way it was with uh, Quentin Johnston. So you got uh, Justin Herbert and, you, mm-hmm. and this guy, you got Patrick Mahomes then. So it's 
very, very similar in that regard then. But uh, I, I get where you're going at. So I just uh, I went with the guy with higher draft capital. But this this isn't it's not not the wrong pick here, but it's a it's a, it's a pick. <laughs> My plan is not to pick out of the top five. All the other <laughs> just, picks are traded. Yeah, just, well, I, I this is why it took me so long to do this mock draft, because it was it was very difficult, very difficult then. Moving on, next pick, 110. So this next guy is a guy I am not going to draft in my fantasy drafts. I've been burned uh, too many times by this guy already then. Well, not this guy in particular, but the guy that throws to him. So the guy that throws to him is Lamar Jackson. So my pick here at 110, I actually had him at 108 on my board then, is Zay Flowers. So he was the third receiver off the board, first round draft capital in the 22nd pick then. He offers uh, a different value than the guys they already have on the team. So Odell Beckham's an outside guy then. Um, uh, they have Rashad Bateman. He's uh, an outside play inside then too. But Zay Flowers is going to be that uh, slot receiver then. Uh, but the number one option in this offense is still going to be Mark Andrews then. Yep. Um, so the landing spot is probably one of the lowest ones I gave as far as these top end wide receivers then. I don't like I said, I don't like the quarterback. They're going to be a run first offense uh, as well then too. The one saving grace is they had got a new offensive coordinator, so they don't, have, they don't have Greg Roman anymore. I'm not sure what the new guy's ultimate plan is going to be then, but there could be some less running and maybe more passing. So that's why uh, there's some hope here. Well, the problem but, uh, is he's he's still the, going to be the second best wide receiver on the team. Bateman is phenomenal, and yeah. there's just not enough targets to go around. And Antonio just, Brown may be there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown dressed up as a Raven. I don't Jeez. know. I don't know if he's just uh, high on something again or what. What is he doing then? But uh, who knows? <laughs> but if uh, if Antonio Brown's there, that's when I, I don't want to see any development. There's not going to be any development for Zay Flowers. It's going to be a, just a a nightmare for uh, Harbaugh and the team then. But uh, yep. yeah. So Zay Flowers, that's who I have at one ten. There, I'm not confident with it. But uh, draft capital, capital, and the uh, I like the player a lot. Then he was, mm-hmm. I think he was my second highest score, film score for the wide receivers. So it's a very good player then, and he offers uh, some more, some of the high, higher potential in this class then. But uh, the landing spot uh, killed him. I, don't like I loved Rashad Bateman, loved him, loved him. He was one of my top wide receivers, and I yep. took him over some really, really talented guys. I had number two in the class after after Chase. Burnt. I got burnt, and I I know that Zay Flowers is the same sort of situation in this class. He's top tier level talent, but just it's going to be really hard if Lamar if if Lamar wasn't a hundred percent already signed to this big deal and it was still up in the air. I would have felt a little more easy about Flowers. He would have been a little higher up the board. But now that Lamar's locked in. I mean, it's four to five years old. Just Lamar. stinks, man. And I would love to still take flowers because of the talent, but I'm not spending a. I'm not going to spend this pick on him. I, I would trade it, a hundred percent. I'd trade it. Yeah, I'd try to trade. Him. Yep. Um, like the, so I'm not, I'm not going to even when if it's he's on my board. I had that pick. I can't trade it. I'm probably just going to pivot to someone else. Like, yep. I'm I'm not doing that Lamar dance again. Then with all. Nope. I had. I think I had one. One Bateman share, but uh, like I said, I, I we we when we watched that draft. We just both went, oh, yep. 
and it, it turned out to be true. And we, we, didn't, we didn't learn from that by not picking Bateman. If uh, you, I'm, learning, I'm learning from this time. I'm learning from uh, if, uh, Bateman now, and I'm not picking Zay Flowers. You know, but if, if Baltimore had listened, there. if Baltimore had listened and taken our Quentin Johnston sacrifice, <laughs> and you put Zay Flowers with the Chargers, that's a perfect fit in my eyes. Yeah, that would, that would have been wonderful. Like, that would have been wonderful. man, oh man, I'm probably picking him number three in this class. In well, this the Chargers, Chargers um, could have drafted Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, uh, Quentin Johnson was picked one pick before Zay yeah, Flowers. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, I know. We can't, we can't blame we can't blame the foul. I mean the uh, the Ravens for that. We no. can't blame the Chargers for that. Yep. Well, I <laughs> so, have I have one guy. You know, here I'm going to take it. Pick eleven. Um, I have one guy ahead of Zay Flowers, and right now that that offense is very very crowded. But I'm taking Marvin Mims. Um, loved oh, what man. I saw in film. Super underrated, and I I, I think that especially if Judy is gone, um, that Mims can really be the focal point of that offense, and and I, I really like I really really like him. Um, so even if Judy's there, I still think there's a pass towards production. It's not going to be early production, um, but he's going to be a solid. He's going to be a solid wide receiver at the NFL level, and and I I like the safety that he brings. Um, I think his ceiling is high enough, but his floor is also high. So give me Marvin Mims. So. I don't have Marvin Mims in my first two rounds. How in the world is that possible? I hate the landing spot. How? Okay, what's there? You have Cortland Sutton. Yeah, very Jerry old Judy, Cortland who, Sutton. Who's balled out. You have uh, Tim Patrick who's coming back from injury. Uh, they probably. I'm, I'm not necessarily bored by Tim Patrick then. Um, you have a, a good running game. You have a, a new office, new uh, head coach that's going to be more, maybe more balanced offense. not going to be one of passing. He, he was running the ball a lot then. Um, at, in, with the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton, then, so I don't, I don't love this. And I, and, and I like Marvin Mims, but I didn't love Marvin Mims uh, from his film study. I think you liked him better than I did overall. So, uh, so I, let me let me back up be, on you. I won't be averse to him having the back end of the first. I mean, I mean the back end of the second then, but higher than that, it's it's. Uh, I'm a little hesitant on that then. So, so so I don't. So where's the running game at in Denver? Because Javante Williams is probably not ready to go to start the year. He he didn't just tear his ACL. He had other structural damage. So I don't know that he's going to bounce back and be the same guy right off the bat. Oh, yeah, so, exactly the same guy right so back. They, they, they signed P. Ryan, I think, believe. Uh, is Samar J. P. Ryan make an established running game? No. So you have Russell Wilson and a big investment in him. You're going to throw the ball. You've got Jerry Judy. Um, and I think that he's He's obviously the the you know number one guy there, but are you scared of Tim Patrick? Are you scared of Cortland Sutton? They're both shells of themselves. I think Cor- I thought Cortland uh, Sutton's a better wide receiver than dude, Mims. Then give me Mims, man. I yeah. And Jerry Judy, he's the if I can get Mims in the second round, I want to throw a party. He's the, like Jerry Judy's superior to Mims. In well, every sure, way. absolutely. Yeah. But you're also going to have to pay. Jerry Judy a whole lot of money, and he's yeah, been injured they, how many times? And, and there were all these r- rumors about the, them looking to trade somebody, but then Sean Payton comes out like we're not trading any of our wide receivers. And and they recently uh, they recently extended Cortland Sutton. That was before Sean Payton, I believe. But uh, like I said, but I, I didn't like I don't like the landing spot there. Um, uh, it's and I believe in New Orleans. They never supported more than one wide receiver in their offense. 
Well, they never and had that was one. A Drew Brees never had one. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, they had uh, they had uh, Marcus Colston for the longest time. Then they had. Uh, I mean, you're digging Brandon way Cooks back. How many the years? Then. They had they had Michael Thomas be the number one wide receiver on the team in the league then. <laughs> so yeah, they definitely supported guys. Um, but like I said, I, I I don't I don't see a clear path for Marvin Mims. Uh, maybe in 2024, 2025 then. But like I said, I'm more I see more in that second round or early third round type pick then. But uh, yeah. Well, he I won't said get out of the there's early. There's a lot of variability here. He's like, not getting out of the early second. I can guarantee that. I'll well, take you, it every you're gonna, time. You're going to be getting them. Other people are going to be getting them if they're drafting that high. Uh, yeah, me then. But uh, yeah, I don't see that from our Mims. But uh, I, it's like I said, it's this, it's Baskin Robbins. So it's your what flavor you like here. Yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Marvin Mims is not not my flavor then. I'm a, I'm more of a I'm more of a let's see uh, at pick one twelve. So I'm more of a running back flavor at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy I'm drafting here is. They got a big bump based on landing spot. Not a huge, not, not a bigger bump than most of the running backs then. And uh, a guy I like then, he uh, he actually bumped up a tier with this landing spot then. Um, and that's uh, uh, Devon A-Chain then. Went to the Dolphins. So he was actually pick uh, in the third round, pick 21 to the Dolphins then. He, my comps for him were, I had two comps for him. So I had Naeem Hines. And ironically, my other comp for him was uh, Raheem Mostert. And he went to the perfect perfect situation. So two, two situations would have been uh, the 49ers, but you're buried on the depth chart, or the Dolphins then. And uh, I think he can take over that spot pretty easily from Mostert then. Uh, uh, both Mostert and I think Jeff Wilson are there now. Uh, both are long in the tooth then. This guy has elite speed then. I think he ran the fastest 40 at the combine then for the running backs. He can run inside uh, the tackles. He's not going to be a, a bruiser at his size. So that's, that's the biggest thing. The thing that I had him downgraded the most was just his size then. He's, I think he came in at 188 then, so definitely smarter than I like, but that's where Mostert is. And if Mostert can run this offense and be uh, productive in this offense, I think A-Chain can do that as well then too. He's not going to be an everyday, every down back then. Um, you're going to have uh, splitting time with these other guys then, but I think he can be very productive in this offense then. And uh, they're going to, you're covering down the field with uh, Waddle and Tyreek Hill then. So you're not going to face uh, these stack boxes. So I really like uh, a chain here. So I think he's going to be that fourth running back off the board. And some people are actually going to draft him ahead of uh, Kendrick Miller then too. Um, so uh, Devon a chain, I think it's uh, full steam ahead for him here. So uh, definitely a big boost by his, by his landing spot here with the Dolphins. How many times have the Dolphins had a running back? And every time you think there's a clear path, every time you think everything's all set up to get a big time roll, they, you know, feed four, four, four mouths. That's exactly what's going to happen. I love a chain, but I don't know how you could feel confident that he's their lead guy. I, I don't, I mean, I can see a path where that could happen, but that's just super risky. And, I understand that the path is there, but Zach Charbonnet, that's who I'm taking at pick 2-1. I know he went to Seattle, but think about this. What if Kenneth Walker is the person who can't carry the load? And Zach Charbonnet is the lead guy. That guy was, he was my number three running back, you know, pre-draft. He was, so, he was my 104 
So <laughs> there's no way I'm letting Zach Charbonnet fall any farther. I feel bad that I bumped him down so far. Um, so I'm taking Zach Charbonnet over, you know, A-Chain, you know, especially with where the wide receivers are on the board. I think this is a pretty easy pick. Um, I'm not going to fault you for taking A-Chain. I, I probably would have taken him next, but um, I, I'm pretty, pretty pumped with Zach Charbonnet there. And it's just because... It was there pre-draft, and we're just, everyone's banking on Kenneth Walker being the guy to take, you know, get all the carries, but what if Zach Charbonnet's going to get the lion's share, and and he's going to take care of all the passing work? He's probably more valuable in this offense, Um, so I'm I'm going with Zach Charbonnet. I I don't think he's going to fall this far in in other drafts. I feel like people are going to be still higher on him. So I... I dropped him 13 slots man, pre and post draft. So I have him at 205 now. Wow. He, there's not a scenario at all where he's there at 205. Well, he's not going to be there. I, I no. think he's just he's going to be drafted higher than that no matter what. Because uh, he has he is the third best capital of all the, dra- uh, all the draft picks then. So he was drafted at, uh, in the second round. The only running back draft in the second round at pick 21 then. The thing is, I agree with you. I think he's going to get more of that third down role um, because he, he shows – he showed more pass catching ability in college mm-hmm. than uh, Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker rarely caught anything in college. Then he was looked okay in the in the pros. Then, uh, but I think they want to use him more in that third down role. And uh, but then Pete Carroll comes out like, oh yeah, Zach Sharpen. He he gets some, he'll get the third down role. Uh, and then we're also going to want Kenneth Kenneth Walker to catch some passes then too. So you Pete know, Carroll, you never know what the hell he's talking about. This um, is this and, is I honestly have almost talked myself into putting him. Up at pick seven, <laughs> but my my but my final point then is the Seahawks did something later on in the draft. Then, so where is that at here? So in the seventh round, pick twenty, they drafted an even better pass catching back. So they drafted Kenny McIntosh, and especially was pass catching back. <laughs> they, so uh, what the hell are they doing? Like Kenny McIntosh ain't going to he's he he's practice squad fodder. No, he. He, he probably, I think he has team. special team ability then, so he can make the team with special teams. Okay. And are sure. we looking at like a uh, Travis Homer coming in on third down, and you're going to have these other two guys fighting it for first and second down? Like, you can't trust Pete Carroll. I know you Fool can't. Fool me once with Rashad Penny. Can't. Fool me once with Rashad Penny then. Fool me twice with uh, with Kenny Walker. I ain't getting burned a third time with uh, Zach Charbonnet. I'm done with the Seahawks. I'm if, done with the Seahawks running If there was I'm one out. running I'm back. Out. One running back that I would feel confident about not being the primary pass catching guy, not because he doesn't have the skills, just because I think there's there's just no way they're going to roster him to serve that role. I mean, not when you have Zach Charbonnet, who's all. I mean, he's an elite pass catching back. Yeah, so, but you don't know with Pete Carroll. I know you like, don't, but Kenny Mac. I, I understand where you why you're saying that, but I don't think that matters worth the hill of beans. Yeah, like Kenny McIntosh is. One saving grace was he's a he's a very good pass catching. He's a very good route runner then, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it just and not and like we said before, they have three very good wide receivers now. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to step out the passing game more? And you don't know week from week. They they change it up no matter what. Pete Carroll's not here to play fantasy football. Nope. <laughs> Pete Carroll's here is here to screw your fantasy football team and uh, to try to win football games. Then, so I said I don't want to. I don't. It's like the. Uh, the Patriots in the um, sort of the mid uh, the, the, the teens in the 2000s, 
he didn't want to touch that backfield with a 10-foot pole because they just they did whatever they wanted week for week. And I, that's what the Seahawks are going to be. So mm-hmm. I'm out. So I think I'm up to uh, the second pick in the second round then. So, oh, man, I thought, I thought this guy would have been gone by now. It's your boy, Jalen Hyatt. Yep. The Giants. So he went a little bit later than, than uh, I was hoping for him. I, I thought he was going to be a late second-round pick, uh, but he went uh, sort of uh, early early third then, pick 10 to the Giants then. Um, but uh, I'm happy to get him here at 302. I actually have him in my uh, 111 slot then. And uh, the good thing here is there's not an established wide receiver on this team or like a, a, a top wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So he has a path – to getting there. I don't I think he's gonna be a better wide receiver two on a team then. Yep. And I don't think he's ever gonna be a wide receiver one. Um, but uh he, he has he has a path then and uh he has a very good head coach, uh who's a great offensive coordinator, he's gonna know how to use him uh, correctly then too. And I think D- Danny Dimes is actually a very good uh, deep ball passer, if I remember in the in the past in the past then too. And I think he's probably gonna fall into that uh uh, Darius Slayton type role as far as that more that long long pass long ball kind of guy, but I, I don't know if Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton probably played more on the outside though. But so I think he's going to hit be hitting the slot early on then uh, until he can show he can beat the the jams on the outside then. But uh, I'm happy to get Jalen Hyatt here. He's probably one of the most explosive wide receivers and the big play threats. Then uh, he's going to be a boom and bust week in week out kind of guy then. Uh, but I'm very happy here to get him at the uh, 302 in this draft class then. Yeah. So. Uh... Obviously, I love Jalen Hyatt, and I just the running back position I think is so valuable that I just I feel like I have to have Charbonnet there because that's when the huge tear break is at, at the running back position. Um, I can't fault you if you take Hyatt at pick six, like six to whatever we're at here three, what three three or two three. Um, so. Like all these guys are like literally like the same tier. Um, I mean, after this pick though, you got a lot of you got a you know a lot of uh, figuring out to do. Um, so well, there's figuring it, out to do in every pick after well, this, after the sixth. <laughs> this one I think is pretty pretty straightforward. Josh Downs, um, two or three then. Yep, two or three. I'm taking Josh Downs. Um, just I don't I'm not enamored by the offense that's going to be ran there with Richardson. I think it's going to be very run heavy. Um, I think this hurts everyone except Anthony Richardson. Um, Taylor's going to take a huge hit in value. And um, I, I, Pittman's going to take a hit in value. So, Because I, I just don't trust that Richardson can throw the ball accurately. Um, if anything, Pittman probably is the one of the receiving core that has the best chance of maintaining most of his value. He's still going to take a little bit of a hit because they're going to be more run-oriented. But Josh Downs is, operates really, really well underneath and as sort of that that dynamic slot guy. And Richardson can't hit the side of the barn. So there's no – there's just not no – not sell me on this pick. Well, that's because – well, I'd love to know who you got next because the, Josh, Josh Downs is a, an elite talent guy and – I, I can't pass on him, especially with what's you know what else is left here. Um, I mean, you're you're getting to the point where you got to think quarterback soon. Um, so I'm taking Josh Downs. He's the he's the <laughs> next best wide receiver on the board. Um, 
Give me Josh Downs. You didn't tell me anything good. <laughs> I got nothing good to say. Okay. The player's awesome, but the landing spot is trash. Trash, yeah. trash, trash. <laughs> so Josh Josh Downs, I actually have at 206 on my board then, but uh, I really like Josh Downs. His film score was was great. It was one of the, the tops in this class for the wide receiver then. His draft capital is not not the necessarily the best, but it's still third round, so he's picked 16. I think the Colts are in need of a slot receiver. They lost Paris Campbell then. And uh, the the thing that hit Hurson the most is, like I said, he has he has uh, uh, Lamar Jackson 2.0, but uh, I could say Cam Newton 2.0. So he has this big, uh, big strong wide receiver that's going to be running the ball. They're going to be running the ball with Taylor, and uh, he can't hit his accuracy is the main I, issue. That I is. just hope that the Colts saw something in his mechanics. And saw some development in these private workouts and stuff that showed that well, he can throw an accurate ball. Overall. <laughs> because if they're watching the same film that we all watched last year, this dude could throw 10 yards over people's heads. He can also throw dimes and he's got a cannon, but Very erratic. But just he's like he's he's like a Chapman for the Yank that used to play for the Yankees, just coming in and just be hitting people in the head. He's like, Yeah, you can throw 103, but man, oh man, it's like it's you don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah, the, the chances are he's gonna get the the GM and the head coach fired, but yep. but he could also uh, be the most dynamic quarterback ever to play in the NFL too. But that's that's where they're going. They're going they're going strictly on potential for him. But yeah, Josh Josh Downs. I, I love the talent. I love the player. I love the uh, the need for the team. Then, but like I said if the, the quarterback is what hurts you here, and then the draft capital is not the greatest. But uh, like I said, uh, Josh Downs at, at 303. I mean, 203 is not a bad pick then. So so who would you have taken? Who's next on your board? So next on my board, I actually have is uh, I'm going tight end again. Yep. So uh, Michael Mayer with the Raiders then. So you have a need there. So who they have? Uh, OJ Howard and Austin Hooper then. So he's going to be the, the, the tight end one there. He's going to be on the field uh, from uh, play in and play out day one. He's an excellent blocker. He's an excellent tight end, excellent route runner, excellent hands then. Uh, number two tight end on, on my board then. And uh, this is an offense that that uh, made Gronkowski the man he is then. So what's not the love there? Michael Mayer with the Raiders is match made in heaven then. So I actually have him on my board at at 112 then. So he's a, he's a first-round pick on my, uh, on my board then. And uh, Michael Mayer, it's it's a very good tight end group here this year then. And uh, Michael Mayer is the second best tight end, and I love the landing spot uh, going forward. So easy pick here at 204. Um, full steam ahead for uh, the Golden Domer. Yeah, we've been you know we've been in love with Mayer for, for three forever, years. forever yeah. now. And um, you just broke your rule twice, taking two tight ends. I know um, it's a good, good class, but um, it, no, it's, it's an a, excellent. It's a good tight end class, but bad everything else. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So, so it's, I, I can't. Up. Yeah, I can't fault you on Mayer there. Um, it, this this pick is the tough spot because it, it's it's what do you do? So I don't like what I'm looking at at running back. I don't like what I'm looking at at tight end, and I don't ever think that Bryce Young is going to be a top tier QB one. I think he's going to be a solid early QB2. So, I'm taking Cedric Tillman. It's Tillman time. 
I yep. I think he has a uh you know the Browns are going to be a lot more pass happy. They've made a huge investment into Sean Watson and I think they're going to run a lot uh you know a lot more uh three wide receiver sets uh and maybe uh you know maybe some uh four wide receiver sets and I think Tillman is the perfect complement to what they have cuz after Amari Cooper who also can't really stay on the field at times and is just very inconsistent. Tillman is a very consistent underneath receiver and bully route runner. And I think he's, you know, he's going to be the quarterback's best friend. Uh, I think his upside is super high. uh, And I, I think he's a really, really solid safe pick here. Yeah. So I think there, I I agree with this pick. I actually had Cedric Tillman at, 202 on my board then and uh, I think they weren't satisfied with what they got in last year's third round pick and uh, David Bell then yep and I think they're trying to replace him with uh, Cedric Tillman at and, and they also drafted him in the third round here at pick 11 then so decent draft capital um, liked what I saw in the film he was in that big clump of second tier guys then and uh I'm worried about how he's going to be utilized in the Browns offense then, but, uh, and how if uh, Deshaun Watson is going to have improvement over last year where he looked terrible. Um, but uh, like I said, I like the talent and it's a, it's a decent landing spot. He should get some early playing time. And I, I see him, I, th- I think he's a better player, overall player than Peoples Jones. Then. And Peoples Jones yeah. is probably going to be moving on. I think he's probably in his last year of his deal here. Um, but uh, I see a good path or Tillman, and I agree with this pick then. Uh, good pick, good value here at 305 then, or 205 then, sorry. Yep. So 206 then. So uh, going tight end again then. <laughs> so I actually have this guy at, at 201 then, uh, Luke Musgrave with the Packers then. So clear path to being the number one tight end on the Packers offense then. He has. He is more that wide receiving type tight end as opposed to blocking tight end. Uh, very smooth. One thing you worry about is can he stay on the field then? We saw very limited film on him the past year because he got injured. And what we saw was 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 decent then. Uh, wasn't Dalton Kincaid uh, greatness then, but uh, I saw potential there. And like I said, the league is – or the fantasy, fantasy community is screaming for more tight end production – and I think the value here at uh, 206 then for Luke Musgrave is very good. And uh, hopefully he can click with uh, Jordan Love fairly quickly then and uh, make some good production in year one then. It's more going to be probably more that year two, year three, you see with these tight ends then. But uh, I see a path there. And the draft capital was excellent then too. So he was pick 11 in the second round. So you got to love that as well. So I'm going tight end again. I mean, I like what you're saying, but I have another tight end above him. So I don't think I don't think I'd I got Musgrave up this high. Well, you gotta uh, you gotta pick a tight end man because I I got three of them already on my team. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know I'm 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 holding off on tight end for now. I don't think that's the best play on the board. I think I, this is this is tough. Um, I think you took the wrong Packer. I'm taking Jaden Reed. Um, I think he slots in as their number two receiver. And I know the ceiling is not super high, uh, but I think he's a solid potential to be a wide receiver too in the league. And 
I think he's a very solid pick here. I, I, I mean, all these other receivers that are coming after him. I mean, you're you're very. There's a lot of questions about any, uh, you know, any role, especially early production, but even, you know, future dynasty, uh, you know, production. So, Jaden Reed, uh, I think's a pretty solid pick here, and especially I'm going to value that wide receiver over the tight end for sure. Um, so I, I'm taking Jaden Reed. Yeah. He said, I, I put my money on the tight end then because I think he's going to have a, a path to sooner playing time. Because you have uh, Christian Watson, uh, Romeo Dubs, uh, both of them looked, looked actually pretty good last season then. Um, Christian Watson definitely hit the the higher marks there towards the end of the I, season. I definitely think Reed is a better receiver than Dubs. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's to be determined then. He he didn't look the greatest last year. I think he's still recovering from the injury uh, at Michigan State then. And questionable he, quarterback play. Yeah, questionable quarterback play. He did get very good draft capital. He was the uh, 19th pick in the second round of uh, this draft. And the Packers, the Packers, they took they took uh, three wide receivers and they took uh, two tight ends. So the other wide receivers, so they took Grant Du Bois in the seventh round. So that's probably not anything to necessarily worry about. And they took another wide receiver in the fifth round. They took uh, uh, Dontavion Wicks then too. So. Um, they're bringing in a lot of guys, so he's going to have to beat out a lot of guys. He's well, going to definitely no have competition the first... there. Yeah, but he, he, those he, are roster we're, fillers. We're not too worried about those guys, but like I nope. said, there is. We weren't. We weren't necessarily thinking Romeo Dubs was going to be the guy early on, and Christian Watson was going to be the uh, second fiddle of those draft class then too. And uh, like I said, Jaden Reed has that injury history, but like I said he has the most talent by far then. Um, and I think he could be that uh, that wide receiver two on the team, and and uh, I agree with you. But I, I and it's not it's not a bad pick here in the middle of the second round then. Uh, but I, I probably have him more at the end of the second round, early third then as well. But uh, like I said, I, I I agree with you. It's a good pick. I can't can't fault you for that. But like I said there's competition, and I'm I'm going with the more that that tight end first, uh, getting that production in this offense as opposed to the um, the uh, wide receiver here then. And uh, let's. And Musgrave was drafted eight picks ahead, so they they were valuing the tight end more, just based on the team. Who knows going into the season, but uh, that's how I saw it then. So Jaden Reed at two oh seven, so two oh eight here. So next guy on my board is a Tennessee Titan. Then, so I am going with Tajay Spears then. Yep. So I actually have him at two oh four on my board then, and uh, I probably would have drafted him a little bit higher. But then you heard the they, medical they, history, dude. They talked about Killer. it right on the air too, so this is yeah. a well-known thing. So I was surprised he even got drafted just based on this medical history. So he has he tore his ACL twice. Apparently, doesn't have an ACL in one of his knees now, and he has no cartilage in that knee either, and it's just bone on bone right now, which is not good. So his he's a he's a one contract guy, so he's not going to be signing any. Any sniffing extensions, it's going to be a year, year, year to year type thing. Then too, uh, after his first contract, and he has a very, he has a limited shelf life as a running back. As a running back, their shelf lives are not overly uh, long to begin with, but uh, it's going to be less so with him. And they were talking about like Jay Ajayi, um, who had uh, a couple good years, but uh, uh, the knees caught up with him. Then Todd Gurley, knee caught up with him. Um, but I love the talent. I really like yep. Tajay Spears. He was in that uh, that third group of running backs. Uh, Bijan and then uh, Gibbs had his own tier, and then the other guys uh, uh, had their 
with Kendrick Miller, Charbonnet, and Tajay Spears, and, and Bigsby as well, then too. But uh, I, I like the talent. And Derrick Henry is getting long in the tooth then. So he, and he has a lot of, lot of miles on those tires, especially in the past couple of years then, or past uh, uh, three, or three or four years then, where he's getting these enormous amount of carries. He's getting hurt uh, uh, most years now, missing some games then. So uh, the opportunity could be sooner than not for Tajay Spears. But uh, the one thing that hurts him is that, uh, like I said, he's a, he's a one contract and done kind of guy. So if you get, any, if you get production out of him, for a year or two, you definitely probably want to unload uh, pretty quickly and then uh, reinvest in the draft then. But uh, Tajay Spears uh, could could see early production here and uh, could be the guy in 2024 then too. Yeah, Spears was the one of the guys that I starred. He was my must-have running back. And that injury is super, super concerning. Um, and like you just don't say those things on air unless it's very well known. Like it, you just don't, you just don't say those things. So it's, it's hard because you know, right now he is going to be maybe the third, uh, you know, the third down guy, the change of pace back. Um, Haskins is going to get definitely, I think the, you know, the, the bulk of the carries behind Henry. So you're not going to get the early production and you're just, he's just, it's so worrisome. The talent is elite, but and he's my next back on the board. Like, I'm not faulting you there, but it's just so, so risky. Um, I, when we get to this point of the draft, that's when I start to try to be safe and to get as much value as I can. Um, and, and when you're picking here at, at what, pick two nine, I'm, this is the time when you need your backup quarterback. So I, I'm taking Bryce Young, pick two nine. Safe value, safest quarterback in the class, um, and I, I think there's a great chance that he could get picked in the first round in a lot of drafts, um, especially the early second. Um, you should not be picking quarterbacks that high because um, any single QB leagues, it's just not the value's not there. Um, but when you get down to this point in this draft, I think this is when the QBs need to start to fall. Um, so I, I'm taking Bryce Young. Yeah, I actually have him here at. To 209 exactly so uh, i agree with the location here i think you picked the wrong quarterback of course you do yeah so i'm more of a, I'm, a, I'm a cj stroud kind of guy i think cj stroud well there's potential top top potential sort of high ceiling is anthony richardson the high floor is bryce young and the middle middle ground is uh cj stroud then so I'm a, I'm a C.J. Stroud guy. I have C.J. Stroud uh, put in at uh, 207. He's going to be my pick here at 210. Um, but like I said, I, I'm not going to fault you for Bryce Young. I think you're going to have a quarterback for the next 10 years. He's going to be a great backup on your team then. But is he ever going to be your starting quarterback or a guy you trust week in and week out on your fantasy team? Probably not. But uh, as far as being safe, definitely the safest guy. Uh, he has an elite mind then. Um, he's excellent in the pocket and, and can sort of uh, has his elusive moves. Then doesn't have the strongest arm. Uh, definitely small. He's uh, going to get injured um, uh, more often than not. Not more often than not, but he's going to get injured in his career. Then he's going to miss some games. But like I said, I, I I think it's a good pick then. But CJ Stroud, like I said, I see him having elite accuracy. He has elite. He has a, a perfect NFL size. Then um, I think he's going to run more 
in the NFL than he ran in college. That we saw the same thing with Justin Fields. Then I don't think he's going to be rushing for a thousand yards like Justin Fields does, but I think he's probably going to be more of that maybe that 400 to 500 type range than maybe 300 to 500 range. Because um, uh, he showed that during the Georgia game, he has some moves, he has some speed, and I think he's going to add that to his repertoire here uh, going forward. Then, and I think he has uh, he has the arm talent. He has better arm talent than two than than um, than Bryce Young. So I said I see him as a guy that you can actually start week in and week out down the road. Then um, he's going to take a little more long to, while to develop and translate to the NFL game. But uh, I, that's why I have CJ Stroud ahead of him. But like I said, both are good picks here at this range. Then. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not a big Stroud fan. I don't think Houston is the best. I mean, he's going to get to play, but you just don't have a lot around you. Um, I know they're trying for regime change there and, and really trying to you know start over. Um, but I just, I don't think Stroud's the safest running back or the safest quarterback. Um, I think Bryce Young is definitely the safest. Now, honestly, if I'm picking in this spot, if I already have a good QB2 on my team, and I have maybe a young QB that I really like on my team. Mm-hmm. I'm Richardson. I'm going to take Richardson for the <laughs> ceiling, and and just let him have a couple good games, or let the hype build in the off season, and then trade him for more value. Um, that's yeah. honestly probably what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm probably feeling the same way in Superflex too. To be honest, um, someone is there's going to be so many people that really value Richardson uh, because of the elite rushing ability. Um, so, um, but. At pick two eleven, I'm not I'm not going back to the quarterback. Will I'm going to take a guy that very there's a good chance could be the lead back, and I didn't like this guy that much on film. I'm taking Chase Brown, the Bengals. Ooh, Ooh. Mix if Mixon is gone, who else is there? Chase yeah. Brown. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. He he's. He's not my guy. He's not my guy. I, I don't like him either. I, I, he's he's on my board. I, I I don't like him either. But I I maybe I'd be happy probably hard, him in the third round. Hard as not far to, as, especially if I'm mixing owner. Dude, I, I've seen people. I've seen people taking him a lot higher than what well, I just I, took him. I agree with all the news of Mixon. Yep, he is definitely higher. On, he's going to be higher on, on boards. Then he has very good speed. Then um, he has a, he offers a pass catching role. Then too. Um, but he doesn't have much power. He's not uh, uh, a sort of a move the chains kind of guy then. And I, I think he's... This is a dynamic he, offense. He's going to have chances at... He's going to have more chances at touchdowns. Yeah, but I, and, I, don't, I don't see him being being the guy. But like I said, if you're a mixed owner, it may be a good, a good guy to get then, just in case mm-hmm. then. I pr- I'd probably rather just pick up... Uh, uh, what is it? Travion Williams? No man, Ch- Chase Brown is he's he's their <laughs> no, RB two. I'm I'm, I'm pick up Trayvon uh, Williams off the waiver wire, uh, on, on <laughs> and just use have that as my backup, not as my insurance policy for Mixon, as opposed to Chase Brown and spending a second round pick on Chase Brown. That's what I'm saying. Ch- I don't understand. Chase Brown literally is pretty talented. I mean, he's not top tier, but he's a very solid running back, and we graded him out pretty high, and. Yeah. But he's a, he's a fifth round pick. It's not like he's guaranteed if Mixon goes, he's well, going to be the guy. You look at the rest of these options and Mixon ask if and, you were the Bengals if you would have paid up for those guys. So, what? what's that? Sorry. I mean, you look at the rest of this board and where they went in the draft. Would you, if you were the Bengals, would you have traded? Would you have picked them that high? 
you you wouldn't have spent the capital on where some of these other guys went. So I think they they got their guy, Chase Brown. Now, I do think on the flip side of this, his value could absolutely be crushed if they go out and get a back like Dalvin Cook. They bring in Zeke Elliott or Fournette or someone else. Um, that's going to really change everything. But you're picking at the end of the second round, and you're getting a running back that could be a league winner. Could be a could be a solid run. Could be the 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 guy who gets the carries. That's a steal. So yeah, I I would I would snag up Anthony Richardson way before that. So I, I Anthony Richardson at two ten there. So so who are you taking at two twelve? So it, w- it would be Tank Bigsby or, or Anthony Richardson. Well, pick one. Well, I probably probably take Tank Bigsby because I, I see Tank Bigsby and ETN as being a timeshare type deal. Then I think uh, ETN's that more dynamic, almost Camara type role. Then, but I don't think he's as good pass catcher as Camara. And I think Bigsby's going to be the in between the tackles kind of guy then, and more that goal line back then. And I, 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 I they've been looking for that. They've been they mm-hmm. even got. Uh, what was the guy that you'd been, they were using? Jermichael Hasty. Yeah, they were, they were using Jermichael Hasty at times in the Jaguars' offense. Then, so I think they're looking for a guy, and they spent decent capital on Tank Bigsby then too. So uh, he was picked in the 25th pick in the third round, as opposed to your Chase Brown was picked in the uh, fifth round at the 28th pick then. So I'm I'm more in on Tank Bigsby, and I like I like Tank Bigsby a lot better as far as his film score and the overall talent. Uh, than Chase Brown. I thought he was more complete back then. So I'm easily taking Tank Bigsby there in that regard. And like I said, I would take uh, Anthony Richardson ahead of him. Um, uh, other, We already spoke about his, his ceiling then. I would take two other tight ends then too. I would take Sam Laporta. He was drafted in the early second round. Uh, Luke Schoonemaker is another guy you can consider then too. With the Cowboys, he was drafted in the second round as well at, at, at tight end also here. So those are the guys that I would probably think about even before Chase Brown. I even have... A few more running backs than so, two. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. I just told you that this guy at worst is the second running back on the team. There's no depth. Mixon is obviously already in legal issues with what's going on. He's very likely getting cut. Why in the world do you not want Chase Brown? Like I, 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 I like better, Bigsby. Better guys. I like Bigsby on the eye test way better. But you just can't you can't pass up on that. You just can't. Um, I'll, I'll, you can you can have him. I'll pass. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I don't love the player, but I love the opportunity. So, but yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be soup du jour, your favorite Bass and Robbins flavor in these uh, later rounds, and it's it's a lot of subjectiveness. And uh, like I said, I'm trying to combine my f- the film score. I'm trying to c- combine that draft capital. I'm trying to combine that uh, landing spot opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the way I see it. But the, uh, you, each person's going to see things differently. And that's what makes this game fun. That's what makes it uh, exciting then. Yep. Honestly, um, like you said, after you get past pick five, all of these are throw them in a hat, pull one out and be happy about it. That I, honestly, I, I can't fault any pick in any of these picks that you made. Um, and I, I feel like I have pretty good arguments for why I picked the guys I did. I mean, you yeah. mentioned some of the guys that's left on your board. Um, I'm probably done at quarterback. I think Levis and Hooker both are probably third and fourth round picks, uh, respectively. Maybe Hooker in the at the end of the third. Um, the only tight end that I have 
that I'm still going to draft um, up that even consider at the end of the second, but almost assuredly third round pick is Sam Laporta. Um, and at wide receiver, you're almost tapped out. I mean, I liked Tyler Scott a lot pre-draft, so I'm going to take Tyler Scott. I think there's a role for him in that Chicago offense. Um, and I mean, other than that, you, you've got maybe Eric Gray with the Giants. Um, that's especially if Barkley, and I expect that to get handled, but he's, he is the best option that they've had in a while to spell Barkley carries. Um, so I like Eric Gray too. You can consider Roshan Johnson then. We don't necessarily like the talent. Now, why are you going to take Roshan Johnson? I I, I see Foreman as the better guy, like a better player. Okay, I see, I see Miller as a better guy too. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's a third down touchdown dependent goal line back. Yeah, another guy I had McBride with the Vikings. Uh, he got drafted a lot later than we thought he would then. Uh, but we like the talent, and there's some questions as far as uh, uh, Dalvin Cook then. Um, and then at uh, wide receiver, I also like things to consider. Like the Texans, like there's they had Tank Dell, um, and they also had uh, Hutchinson, both the guys I like. Tank Dell got the got this, I believe, third, early third-round draft capital, but uh, Hutchinson was a more of, a, I think, a fifth, sixth-round guy. Um, but I like Hutchinson. Uh, better as far as being more of a number one, but Tank Dell's going to be that dynamic slot guy. So there's two other guys to keep an eye on then that you could consider um, in that maybe that uh, third, uh, fourth round then. But uh, yep, I like the I like. There's a lot of good darts for the third round. Yeah, that's and the saving I, grace of this. Yeah, that's why I said good you third trade round up. Darts. You trade up to get those those top top talent, those top four guys. Then you uh, trade out, get some veteran players, and stock up on picks in later round later years. Then or you uh, you almost try to take one of those mid first round picks and then just get a bunch of bunch of later later uh late first early early second uh picks then and do like a shotgun approach then and just try to cuz a lot of these guys are going to miss then but there is going to be guys that hit and you may want to just diversify uh your portfolio and uh, get a bunch of these guys and then hope for the best yep i mean <laughs> like pick 6 7 8 i'm probably interested in trading that and if i can get a early second maybe a later second with it and a third i mean and you're that that should be easily to get that done that shouldn't be hard oh you yeah, should that, be able I, to get two seconds at a third and yeah. take oh two, two seconds and a third. Yeah, okay two seconds and a third you a probably second, get second more third, you're getting killed on that yeah you're you but probably even, even two seconds more. And a third, but if you look at the draft board you're gonna you can go get you can get a pretty solid tight end you can get a pretty decent wide receiver and you can take a decent running back so you increase your odds of hitting just based on how where this tier is. Because the tier is literally like from pick six to mid of the second, which is never had. I, like, I can't remember a time when it was like this. Yeah. Well, I think I think this show is long enough then. But uh, <laughs> yep. it, it's always always fun to do the mock drafts then. And definitely a lot of, a lot of personal opinion. And it's not going to be I, our, our first – our first – Five picks were on the dot with each other then, but then we yep. definitely definitely uh, differed pretty heavily then from then on. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's I, I always enjoy draft season. It's always a lot of fun then. I can't wait to do my drafts. I always I always like balancing draft picks and uh, and veterans then. So we'll have to see how this all plays out then. But uh, yeah, should be fun. So. Um, yeah, so check out the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we have a film up on sort of, uh, on all the prospects we talked about now. 
uh, should be up here very shortly. The wide receivers are the last ones that we're getting up then. Um, you can check out all our pre-draft uh, film scores and also our videos then of videos and podcasts then uh, talk about these players just pre-draft and what we thought of them to uh, see what their strengths and weaknesses are. And then um, hit us up on Twitter at the DYN um, uh, interview then. And uh, like I said, uh, enjoy your drafts. Been a lot of fun. Yep. And we are uh, looking forward to ours. I, I can tell you, that, tell you that for sure then. Yep. Uh, so that's all I got then. Anything else, Scotty? Nope. Okay. So this is Joseph Adrian signing off. And this is Scott Martin. And you just listened to the Dynasty Interview Fantasy Football Podcast.